The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're glad you found us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Wooster, and we will be taking your calls today for questions only, for questions um, regarding the topic and for my guest today. And the number here is 816-251-3555, if you'd like to get in the queue if you have a question for my guest today. And um, just a, a program note, um, some of you may be aware of this already, uh, but Unity Radio will be um, ceasing operation in mid-April of 2022. Uh, so um, we do have a few more shows here, a few more episodes. I hope you continue to, to listen in. Uh, but after that, uh, there will be a different process on how to connect and to listen to a live program. So I haven't sorted out all those details yet. So if you would like to stay informed about how to listen to the live programs and possibly call in for readings or ask questions, um, the best thing to do would be to go onto my website and sign up for my email newsletter. And that's laurawooster.com, L-A-U-R-A-W-O-O-S-T-E-R.com. Um, you can also follow me on social media. I'll make sure that plenty of information is out there as well. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram and TikTok under intuitive Laura. Um, there's no spaces, no dots. It's just intuitive Laura on Instagram and TikTok. And I will put out information there as well about upcoming shows and how to take part in the live episodes. Um, and again, my website is laurawister.com and the information will be there as well. Uh, I just want to set, you know, extend my thanks and gratitude to everybody at Unity Radio. Uh, when I started this, it was in mid pandemic. And um, I can't tell you enough. I can't say enough about the crew at Unity Radio. They've been amazing. They've had open arms for me to come into this. And uh, they've been so supportive. Uh, Diane, Jeff, Louie, everybody who is a part of Unity Radio. I am so grateful for you guys and very grateful for the time I've had here on Unity Radio. But I'm looking forward to the next platform. I had we are I already know where I'm going with this. I'm, I've already uh, just got to sort out the details, um, more specifics. But I'm grateful for the new opportunity as well. So, but on to the su subject at hand today. Um, I am so excited for this guest. Um, I have a lot of respect for this man. 
an incredible, incredible medium. And a lot of you, especially the Canadians, probably are very, uh, very aware of my next guest, um, Indigenous medium Sean Leonard. He is um, an author of the book, The Language of Spirit. He's also the star of Spirit Talker in Canada on APTN. And so without further ado, I'd love to bring on my guest, Sean Leonard. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the program. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be on your your podcast, and I'm looking forward to connecting to some people and answering some questions and help hopefully help people on their journey and, and become a little bit more enlightened. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the program. And, um, you know, I've I've seen some of your your program um, that you I think you're in season two, right, on Spirit Talker or is it Spirit? Yeah. Season two came out last September. It's finished airing for its first run here in Canada mm-hmm. and uh, about a week ago. Actually, I got home a week ago. I just finished uh, filming season three. Mm-hmm. So I got six months off before I go out on the road again for season four. But uh, it's 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 a lot of work, uh, but uh, work that I definitely enjoy because I get to help people heal and yes. you know you get to see that transformation take place uh, in the show when uh, when I do my sessions with the the people that have coming in for the sessions with me. So it's 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 great rewarding work. Yes, and it comes across real, uh, really well on camera as, as well, because, you know, like, like we both know, the subject matter can really lend itself toward dramatic um, <laughs> dramatic television. But it, it, but the thing is, I love how grounded your your program is and how how you bring the, the connections across in, in a very realistic way, the way people would normally experience that with a with a medium in an actual session. Was was that on purpose? Did you make how much of a hand did you have in that in that process? Well, uh, the only thing there's two aspects to the the TV show Spirit Talker. There's one aspect because I'm an Indigenous person mm-hmm. that uh, I go to different Indigenous communities in Canada and I learn about culture. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I wasn't raised in an Indigenous community, so the first seven minutes of the show, you'll see me learning about an aspect of Indigenous culture, which I absolutely love. And that yeah. part, I mean, everything's not really scripted in any way. It's like, today we're going to be making a lacrosse stick. Today we're going to be doing maple syrup. And there's a general plan to go and do this and that, but it's really just me being me. And uh, and the other uh, people are on the show being them as well. And as for the sessions, um, I mean, there's a random draw where people can enter to come and see me. Uh, unfortunately, because in season one, um, you know, we used to go to each community and do a live show and I would read like 13 to 14 people in every community. And then the producers would say, we, we kind of like that reading or this reading, but because of COVID, I mean, the format changed in in a sense. And everybody enters a draw where it's like random and there's a name drawn from a hat. And then, uh, you know, I don't actually get to meet those people until they actually sit in front of me. And the aspect of the reading, they, you know, the people that are filming it are there for the experience as well. They're filming it, but really it's just me being me and doing what I do in my regular sessions as I've done for many, many years throughout my life. And, uh, and you know, on TV, it may only translate to five minutes out of two sessions, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it, you know, there's so many great things that I wish people could see, but they only see small aspect of what it is that, that I do uh, or that you would do as well in a personal session, but it's really just a session. It's just as simple as that, me sitting with some people and connecting to their loved ones in spirit and, and facilitating some healing that may come through within those messages. Yeah, yeah, and it comes, it, it, it's, it's definitely authentic, and it's, um, I love the aspect of you, of, 
going into the communities and learning about culture as well. The indigenous culture. I love that piece as well. I think that's it's just it's it's well it's needed. It's I think it's I think it's very um, it's what people I think are craving right now is is that knowledge and connection to who we are. And I think you bring that across through um, the things that you're teaching about your culture as well, which I thought was and I, and I love your your um, enthusiasm with it as well. Because like you said, you didn't grow up with that in that culture, correct? In your no, my my grandmom and my mom are Mi'kmaq uh, from Eastern Canada, and um, but I, my grandmom never uh, lived. Uh, she lived in a small indigenous community, but in the province of Canada, so it'd be like a state of the U.S. I mean, when my grandmom grew up, uh, the province that she lived in wasn't even part of Canada. <laughs> it, it didn't become part of Canada until 1948, and, and my mom was born in 1948. So, um, you know, there was no indigenous uh, communities, or, or and, I, and I kind of dislike this word reservations, but there's, I'd rather call them communities. But, right. you know, there was no... Um, you know, there was no aspect of like, okay, you had to live on this land or this little place or anything like that. There was little communities of indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as my grandma, I mean, culturally growing up a long time ago, I imagine my grandma, um, you know, very young, um, you know, left her family for work at probably like 14 years old and uh, got married at 16 years old and had 16 children. <laughs> And uh, and didn't even live in the community that she was born in and had lost her connection to herself and lost her connection to her culture. Yeah. So being um, an Indigenous person growing up here in Nova Scotia, Canada, which is in a different province mm-hmm. uh, where my mom ended up grow- um, coming to and meeting my father, that um, I did go to a school that was, uh, I would say, like a mixed ethnicity where there would be Indigenous people, Mi'kmaq people and Caucasian people. But I felt like I kind of was on the outs a bit because, you know, you have these uh, young indigenous people going to school full of life and knowledge of who they are. And, and, and I, didn't, I didn't really know who I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've always had this kind of craving and desire to learn about myself and who I am and how I connect to this world and those cultural aspects that come along with that. And uh uh, so I, you know, I prayed about it many, many times, and and eventually my prayer was answered with this, you know, I've met elders through my life, um, but you know, the show has actually extended that that ability and that knowledge for me to kind of even reach more people and to to learn more about myself, of course. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I love watching that process with you, um, going through, you know, learning about about your your culture and and you're sharing with with us at the same time, which I think is is just awesome and um it, i really enjoy the program um so it was so much of um you know what we're experiencing as human beings right now um you, you know intuitively it things are feeling a bit chaotic and ungrounded and um and, and sometimes disconnected from spirit um how can we what could you offer as the suggestions for practices of how we can be of this world um honor and strengthen our connection to spirit while still staying present well, I mean, I mean, spiritually connection. I mean, with indigenous people, spiritually uh, connectedness is like was very normal. Um, we, you know, all of those communities have ceremonies, different ceremonies to connect with spirit. I, I don't want to say it's a religion because it's a way of life, right. and spirit was uh, connected to that way of life, and that's where I was disconnected. Even though I've been working as a 
a spirit talker and a psychic medium, I still didn't know that much about my culture. So my culture has enriched my spirit connection. But if I was to advise anyone to, you know, strengthen their connection, it would be one, I mean, in Mi'kmaq and in all indigenous cultures, there's a word uh, that we have in Mi'kmaq particularly that is, but it's it's said differently in all different languages, but it's we, like in our language, it's Mi'kmaq, Nogama, which means all of my relations. And every indigenous culture has a word in their language that says the same thing, all of my relations. And what that word represents is your interconnectedness to everything. You know, the, the plant, the mineral nation, the animal nation, you know, the spirit world, you know, grandfather sun and grandmother moon, you know, the oceans, the tides, um, everything that is around us is spirit. If, you know, you, you, and I mean, even there's even hints of it in the Bible and such, like, you know, I think Jesus said, if you look for me under a rock, you'll find me there, you know, wherever you look that I'll be there. And it's, it's the truth of it is that we see things physically, but we don't see the spirit of all things that we see physically, that the spirit of the tree and that how those trees are all connected, even though they're different and very much like people, you know, uh, you know, people have different races and different beliefs and even different religions. But underneath it all, we're all still connected. Uh, just like the trees, you can have a birch tree, you can have a spruce tree, you know, you can have a uh, a maple tree. But, you know, underneath it all, uh, underneath it, the, the surface layer of, of earth, they're all holding hands and holding each other up and supporting each other as their root system all intertwined amongst each other. And it's the stuff, you know, that those trees are there to remind us that we, you know, everything's connected and uh, just like us. And we don't sometimes perceive that. And it's having a relationship with your surroundings, not in the physical sense that you just see the tree, but the spirit of the tree. You see the, you know, you call upon the spirit of the sun and in gratitude for the, the warmth and, you know, that sacred light that it gives us, you know, as it created our, our universe in, in or, you know, our solar system, it's created. And, uh, you know, it's it's really having a connection with everything spiritually and speaking to it, communicating to it. And it even transcends that. I mean, because if you can, uh, I mean, in our ceremonies, we make offerings. If we take a life, if we, you know, of an animal for, for a purpose of using, if we cut down a tree, we make an offering. Um, and we honor the spirit. We give it the medicine um, to... To continue on even in the spirit world because uh, even if we take the physical aspect the spirit of the, uh, whatever it is that we had to use in our life will still exist and it, it goes the same for us I mean it's it's and most people think only about us that you know and this is this off-balance feeling you you mentioned it's the disconnection with our environment it's the disconnection with uh, everyone in every culture it's the disconnection uh, I mean even now, I mean, with what stuff's going on in, in Ukraine and Russia, I mean, it's so terrible. And because there's this separateness that, you know, um, there's only one way and there's no, there's no many ways. There's no, well, you can approach life in this way. It's no, it's my way. It's the right way. And that is an old way of thinking. And um, unfortunately, that's the way the world has been for a long, long time. And, you know, we have to shift to this uh bigger aspect of uh, interconnectedness, that in Sitnogama, the all my relations, and honor the spirit 
not just within ourselves, but honor the spirit in everyone and everything. And that will put us back in the balance. And sometimes you have to be see things as what they are um, and before you can change them. Because if, you know, it's all hidden and nobody's talking about it or it's not on display, I mean, there could be a problem there, but uh, nobody's really dealing with it. So this forces you, uh, situations in the world force you to deal with, you know, how can we be better? How can we be better as a people? How can we be more loving, more connected, more spiritual? And uh, I think if people start approaching life in that way, it, it would be, you know, you know, whether or not you're hearing spirits or not, that is a gift in itself, that interconnectedness. And then if you wish to go delve and go deeper, I mean, then there's like, you know, having the trees talk to you, which sounds kind of odd, but it can happen. They can communicate to you, the forest or the world through weather and weather systems will communicate to you about the environment. And, uh, you know, what we commonly do is uh, spirit talkers and mediums is we connect the spirit of our ancestors and the ancestors of other people. And, you know, if we were in the light, which I know that we will be one day and all the people that we speak to are, you know, they have an agenda of sorts. And, and the agenda is, again, that Emsit and Ogama were all related, but also that, you know, I see you're in pain. I see that you need healing. I see that there's something hurting inside you. And let me help. Let's go to the pain point. Let me just go to the problem that you're struggling with. Because that's where the healing can take place. So often when I do uh, personal messages from people in the spirit world, they would go to those pain points, you know, um, intentionally. Not because they want to hurt you, because they want to help you heal. And, uh, and, and you know, trust, you know, when it comes to spirit is such a, an incredible thing. Uh, because sometimes you just got to get out of your own way and just, you know, go with the flow and and I always say, kind of say, you got to follow the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. because they, they will lead you to where you need to go. And if, if you trust them, even if you don't understand where you're going, sometimes you still follow the little trail that they're leaving you through the clairvoyance, the clairsentience, the clairaudience, the claircognance, you know, the language of spirit that uh, spirit's able to communicate through people like uh, myself and yourself and, and many, many others in this world. And it's not about... It's not about looking good. <laughs> right. It's about it's about being of service. Exactly. It's about honoring that that divine connection to help other people heal, mm-hmm. to help other people be well, and and help them maybe remember that they too are connected. Yeah. And when you can shift people into these places, you know, I mean, I know there's an, an adage, you know, you feed a person for a day, you know, it's great, but if you teach them to feed themselves for lives. You know, that's, you know, you're changing their life. So if you can teach them about spirit, even through the connections you make, mm-hmm. that they maybe approach life differently. They approach yeah. their family differently. They remember that their loved ones are still with them. And, you know, it's not so much about needing somebody like me or you, is that they work on that healing. They go to the healers. They, they do the ceremonies, whether it, like in indigenous culture, go to the sweat. And, uh, you know, go through the ceremony to work out, the, you know, the, the problem that you need healing from. Uh, or go to the elder and ask for the, the pipe ceremony that can say the prayers for you if you feel you don't have the right words. But, you know, we have the words. We have the ceremony in us. And we have that divine connection. And it's, and it's remembering that. And I think through 
what we do, we, we can help people be reconnected, not only heal, but reconnected in a way that they don't need me. They don't need you. They need themselves to be connected to spirit. Yes. And yes. it's a way of life for them now. Mm-hmm. That's like the best thing. When that happens, It's a, I had this conversation with a medium recently. It's like we're so thrilled when people don't need us anymore to affirm their connection to spirit. I think that's like the best thing. <laughs> and um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I do find that at least I know in my case that when when I when I learned, you know, my when I rediscovered my connection to spirit, because I, I feel like we all had that connection when we came into this world, but then we lose it. But when I, I know when I rediscovered my connection that I, I found myself walking on this earth very differently. And and I think that's one of the main reasons why we do this work, not just to heal those um heal those that are, are grieving, but also to heal that connection between um, the grieving and the people in spirit and also our own hearts and, and minds. Um, so it's on, it's many different levels. Um, so when I know that a lot of times people struggle with when they're when they're rediscovering their connection to spirit, a lot of times people struggle between what they you know, the conscious logical mind and what they think they think they're experiencing at the spiritual level because it's a very different language um what can you recommend to people to help to um to grow that trust between what they feel is true versus what they think is true i to me i just say put it outside of yourself like don't hold it inside thinking well this is just my mind this is just a thought this is just a memory i'm having there is no accidents Mm-hmm. And the more you realize that, you may be thinking about a certain person when you're talking to someone else, and you're like, "Why am I thinking about, you know, my aunt Bessie Sue? You know, what's your, what was my relationship with Aunt Bessie Sue?" And and then apply it to that person because um, there's a there's a reason why you're 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 remembering Aunt Bessie Sue at this time. It's not the healing aspect, but it could be a story that I personally have, I don't have an Aunt Bessie Sue, just so you know, but <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a pre, I've got so many aunts and uncles, I have to use somebody I don't have, or they're going to go, what, you were talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you know, there could be an issue with Aunt Bessie that I've had in the past that applies to someone else. And, you know, this is where you're going to get out of the analytical mind aspect is just, mm-hmm. you know, go with the flow, put it out, speak about it, and just and just, just see what happens. Mm-hmm. because it may be that breadcrumb that leads you to the next little piece of the puzzle. And in a sense, you're putting together a little puzzle. And, and, and you know, I, the more you do this process, the, the more you see it happening. And it's really just, it, it kind of, it's like the faucet, you know, when you turn on the water, it just drips sometimes. And, you know, it just drips. And then eventually it's just like flooding in. It's going, oh, my God, how do I stop this? <laughs> right. <laughs> But eventually it will stop. You don't have to worry about being like overwhelmed in the sense that you can't control this. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I hear a lot of people even talk about that. You know, hey, I, I'm, I was so sensitive I had to shut it down. Well, why? Maybe you need to put boundaries on it. Maybe you need to be more clear with what you're open to. If you talk to spirit, I mean, they're coming from love and light. Mm-hmm. You know, do you not think that they would respect you if you told them, hey, I, I, I don't want to connect right now. I'm, they're just not in a good place. Thank you for trying, but uh, I'm just not available right now. They will respect that. Yes. And, uh, you know, so it's it's really just being clear with spirit. What and, it, and then when you get something and you realize what it means eventually, you know, you can add that to your vocabulary. 
And then every time you, you have Aunt Bessie Sue come up in your mind, you're like, oh, I know this means. <laughs> and you apply it to the person right away. And you're like, oh, and they go, oh, my God, this is just happening. And, you know, and then you it, it, you develop this like this this language mm-hmm. uh, of communication that involves uh, stories that have applied to you in life in some way. And um, and then there's sometimes things that are it's I can't explain how I understand how certain things mean because it just it's just that clear cognizance is just you see something you're like oh okay I know exactly what that means even though you're clairvoyantly seeing something but the clear cognizance like kicks in you're like okay this is what you're telling me by what you're showing me oh okay and then you give the message and and you see you know you see that like really connect to the person you're giving it to I mean we still need validation I mean we're literally the middle people we're the translators for spirit and, uh, you know, just because you're a psychic and, you know, I often hear these jokes that, you know, well, we should just know everything. And I don't know everything. Um, I only know what I'm being told. Mm-hmm. I only know what they're telling me. And sometimes even that, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'm like, I believe it means this, but, and I just tell them anyway, because it might mean something different to that person. Exactly. And that was what's, what was meant to be heard anyway, was that that message, that story, that thing that meant something to them. And you just have to remove yourself from it. And just remember, you're a translator. Mm-hmm. And you're using uh, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognance, you know, clairalience sometimes, clairambience, to, to, to give the messages. That language is what they use to communicate things through. And uh, knowing their intention, too you know, is, is, is always coming from a loving space and in a good space and, uh, and working in that same space yourself. And when you approach people and spirit and get out of your own way and, uh, and allow it all to come out, it becomes easier and easier. And uh, you, you, over time, because I'm telling you, even at the beginning for me, mm-hmm. I didn't trust. I doubted. I doubted what I was receiving. I was like, I'm not sure what this is and why I'm seeing it, but you know, this must mean something. And and then when you, when you tell the person, they're like, Oh my God, how did you know that? And uh, I'm like, I don't really know it. (laughs) It's just coming into my head. I don't know where it's coming from. Feels like, you know, uncle Joe or whatever, but uh, you know, uh, but then that gives you the, the courage and gives you the, you know, the, the feeling in your heart that you know um, this is the way the process just works. And you just then, your analytical mind has no, no chance. It just really has no chance at all. You just, you just go with the flow and, and let go of what you, your thoughts, expectations, or what you think things should mean and just like exactly. you know, go with whatever comes through. All about building trust over time, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But we're coming up on the break, and um, I'm here with my friend, Indigenous medium, Sean Leonard, and you can check out his website at sean-leonard.com, S-H-A-W-N-L-E-O-N-A-R-D.com. And we'll be back just after the break, and we'll take a few callers' questions here on The Intuitive Life. Thank you. 
want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Practical Spirituality. Positive Messages. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The Intuitive Life. I'm Laura Wooster, and I'm here with my friend, indigenous, indigenous medium, Sean Leonard. And during the break, I was talking with him about um, what the what the whole situation with Ukraine actually means for us all, and he he had some great things to say. So, do you mind sharing that with us, Sean? Sure, I can share that. Um, I mean, what I would say about Ukraine, I mean, it's horrible. Um, it bothers me, and I actually had a few sleepless nights just knowing that people are going through what they're going through over there. Yeah. And I wish that we, you know, we we as nor you know NATO or other countries could do more. And um, because I know there's some fear there about us getting involved in creating a, a much larger war, which would be horrible. You know, more death is not the answer in all this. But uh, what I do feel is, uh, you know, this is all stems from fear. And, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin obviously is like hugely afraid and fearful of all of Russia conforming to this new way of thinking that Ukraine uh, has instilled in their own country. And, and, it, and it, to him, it gives him nightmares, I'm sure. Because he ha- he's a person who has to have control. And, but, you know, what come fear, uh, when you approach the world with fear, fear will never win. It always loses. Love always wins. And there's always a divine plan of shift and change. And I feel like this whole ordeal um, will eventually lead, hopefully sooner than later. But it will lead to a whole new Europe. Uh, it's going to lead to a n- new unity amongst all of them because i feel like russia will eventually conform even more now i think the thing that he's resisting will persist even greater and uh i think the thing even though he's attacking ukraine once uh his own people find out of what he's been actually doing it's going to overtopple um the whole government structure and they know they'll need to have to change and um i'm and my hope is is like and my thought is, what my heart tells me is with not fear, but with love, that it's going to conform to a unity. Like how I, how I entered this discussion today was talking about M. Sitnogama and the connection, the unity to everything and, and the interconnection to it all. But if there's one that doesn't work, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's 
how nature works. It, it, you know, it, it, it has to change to kind of work together. And I feel like even though he's resisting this, this change, and it, it might cost him his life. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I feel he will in one way or another, Vladimir Putin's and that their, their country will, will have to shift and change to a much greater place and then bring unity together of all of Europe. I, I do believe in there's been other prophets in the past, like whether it was Nostradamus or a few others that I've read about, but I know they're all saying that, uh, you know, all this, there will be a, a unity in Europe. Uh, I, and maybe the one thing we can all do is pray for them, pray that it happens sooner than later, you know, speak to our creator, speak to the angels, the ancestors to, uh, to move things into place so that this whole process can happen much quicker. That prayer is very powerful. Um, so let's go to the callers. I know we have a few callers on the line who have questions for you. So let's, See, let's go to Bridget. Hello, Bridget. Hello, welcome to the interview. Hello. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> hi. Hi. hi, Bridget. Hi. Do you have a question for Sean today? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I feel I definitely feel connected to spirit, but I would say, in the last probably few months, I feel more connected through nature than I actually do in some of my interactions with people. And I'm just wondering if you have anything to say about that and how I can uh, maybe improve that. Well, Bridget, I mean, you already feel very connected to me already. Like, you don't do readings or sessions or anything like that now? Do I do them as a practitioner or a client? Yeah, I- just, not just as a client, just as... You know, in a non-professional way, do not people come to you for advice now? Um, yeah, I don't do it. Uh, technically, I don't do it professionally. I know that I probably could. Um, I would say that I do. I'm always helping people. Um, but in terms of my own relationships, interpersonal relationships, um, I just feel a, a a distance in the last few months. I don't feel as connected to acquaintances or friends. I feel more connected in terms of helping strangers that I encounter. Well, that maybe, sense. and that's what I mean. Maybe you need to help some strangers, not let go of the idea. Like, as I think you have an expectation or idea, thinking that it has to be, you have to help people that you know. Um, most of the people I help, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, all of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I'm in service where I, you know, and it's actually better that you don't know people because I think when you connect to them and their energy and you just kind of like, you know, I would say, you know, just go with the flow and trust your vibes. I mean, if they're talking about something, it's not an accident that they're talking to you about it. Uh, I, and, would, and would say offer some advice and, and maybe tell them a story about, um, you know, a decision you made in life to help them see the insight or the wisdom for their own uh, aspect of life. And then uh, maybe just feel like, you know, uh, just give them guidance. And I feel like the more yeah. you would do that, the more people will come to your life. And I, and I feel like you, you have this wall up a bit, right? And, uh, and it's a defense protection system that you have set up because you've been hurt in the past. And I think you need to overcome that fear aspect of letting people in to some degree. I'm not saying that you let 
everybody into your life, but you let good people in. And uh, if I was to give you uh, one good piece of advice, it would be to start speaking with your, with your ancestors, with your angels, with your guides, and saying, you know, I'd really like to have some really good, great people in my life. I'm, I'm available for that. If you've got some good people that are going to support me on this journey and help me become more intuitive, more connected, uh, more of a guide to people, then, then bring them into my life in a good way. And I'm available for those good people, so send them to me. And then when you yeah, those- I'm sorry. I've been doing that. I, I, I've been doing that. I haven't really found people that I have much in common with. Um, yeah, and I, what I'm finding with with the strangers, interestingly, is I keep finding strangers coming up to me, saying, "I feel drawn to you." Right. So. Yeah, they don't know why, but they feel drawn to me. Yeah. Yeah. So spirit's guiding them to you. Yeah. So it's not an accident. It's their own little inner voice is speaking to them, and they don't know why, but they're saying, I feel like I should come talk to you. So spirit is sending you people to help you to open up, to develop, to grow. And if you if you embrace that, and if you say, well, you know, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm I'm developing uh, I'm learning about some my intuition, and, and uh, I'm still working at it. But, yeah, I mean, what would you like to talk about? And just go there and just start that conversation. And then when you feel insight or guidance for that person, listen with a, with a good, clean heart. And, uh, and just let go of any expectations. And you'll find it just flows. Yeah, yeah, that is... That that is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just. As well? No. How old are you? Sixty-three. I just turned sixty-three. And you don't you don't have like a little granddaughter? Uh, no. Do you have children? No. I have. I think what you might be picking up on. Um, I'm estranged from my family. I have a. You must I have a niece. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. tell me. Because I feel yeah. like that you're significantly important to somebody in your life that has a little daughter, and you are like a grandmother to her. And despite this disconnection from the rest of your family, the, you, you, know, you very deeply care. And I think this is this trust feeling about letting people in is because you're, 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 you've moved family out. You, you trust very few people. But I think that you, you're a natural caregiver, nurturer, um, somebody who gives good advice. And I feel like this niece that is in your life that you, um, that you can help in some ways, I think you're, you're a gift to her. And I think Spirit wants me to validate that for you, that you're a gift uh, to this, this, this young girl in her life. And I think that you watch over her very motherly. And, uh, and does she not have children yet? No, I, I was going to say, my niece has a, a daughter who is, I think, maybe nine months old. I don't have any contact yeah. with my family, but I'm aware that she had a baby, I think, about nine yeah. months ago or so. Yeah, so have you seen the baby yet? No? No, they're in another country, and my niece really doesn't want anything to do with me, so... I don't know if I'll ever have any contact with them. You will. You will. And this is why they're telling me this, because they're showing me this. They want me hmm. to tell you to reach, reach out to her. Send her to me. Even if she doesn't, you know, if there's like an issue, 
resolve it, you know, <laughs> overcome the problem. Because I know yeah. what's bothering you that you know that she has this little little girl and you feel like disconnected. And despite the other family that you're removed from, you still have an opportunity to have a relationship with this girl. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, give it a try, Bridget. You have nothing to lose. You really don't to make that connection with the next generation. And this is what I, I through my years, Spirit doesn't tell me random things by accident. There's a purpose for this. Mm-hmm. And there's something you need to work through with this, this niece in a way that will grow the relationship even better. Even if she lives in another country, that's not even relevant. I mean, I have two daughters that live in Alberta, and we, we hardly ever see each other, but we can still be connected. But I would say find a way to reconnect. And uh, whatever the problem is, resolve it. Because I think this is resolvable, or spirit wouldn't tell me. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Unless it's a different family member that has children, no, but again, I don't have any contact with any of them, so I don't know. I'm 100% sure it's this person. I'm not like 50%. I'm like 100% sure. This is this is, you know, I'm seeing this little girl being part of your life in some way, and I think that it's going to be a blessing to you. And I think it's it's important that you learn to work through the problem in this relationship. And spirit's nudging you or kind of guiding you in that direction. So whether you followed, I mean, you have free will. Um, you know, no psychic can make anybody do anything. But I'm suggesting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I'm hesitating because I had not heard from a family member in almost 15 years and then... It might be good. Um, I, would sit with I don't that. know. Yeah, Bridget, I would sit with that for a bit. I mean, I think John, Sean has some great advice there. So um, you just sit okay. with that and see. Just um, you don't you don't have to do it today, but um, just give it some thought and meditate on it, and you might find eventually that you feel moved to do so. Yeah, I need to process that because I wasn't yeah. expecting to hear that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Good. Well, hope that helps, Bridget. Thank you so much. Okay. For Thank you. Alrighty. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Yeah, sometimes we have to, when we hear something we're not expecting, we have to sit with it for a bit, right? <laughs> Just oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she'll, she'll, it'll, it'll, it'll resonate with her in some time. And, and that's yeah. what I mean when spirit gives you a message. And, and there's obviously a, a space in her, in a place here and an opportunity for healing. Yes. And if we exactly. resist it, I mean, obviously that, that can't take place. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you trust and, and, go there, there could be like enormous rewards like for you in life and how you see life itself and the healing that would take place with maybe within some of her family would be would be incredible. And I think that's what yeah. Spirit's guiding her to. I agree. You could feel it when you're talking to her. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to Anne with another question. Hello, Anne. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, how are you doing? Great, thing. Um, Okay, I, I wanted to know um, if I'm a very um, empathic person. I mean, it's very hard for me. Um, everything I see, like on the news, I truly feel for the people. Um, if I watch, like, um, if I'm watching TV and see a commercial about the SPCA, uh, the animals, um, it really, really hurts me to see it. And um, I do pray for. Um, not only family members, 
but for in general of what's going on in Ukraine, anybody with any kind of problems, and, um, you know, animals and all life, really. Um, and I wonder if um, that, the compassion I feel, the empathy I feel, the prayers do register um, on a spiritual level with these um, beings. Like, um, I, I wondered if it registered on a spiritual level. You know, with the people in the spirit world, or do you mean the people that are physically alive? Or is, I guess is that what in you mean? The spirit world, because I don't world, think yeah. that, yeah. Well, prayer, I mean, is the most powerful tool you can ever use in connection with spirit. And prayer is not, and, and, and no offense to anybody that is Catholic and, you know, saying our Father, I mean, those are great prayers. But the prayers um, that I've been taught, uh, that I feel like have the most power, are not the words that you find in someone else's writing, but the words that you find in your heart. Mm -hmm. And the ones that you speak out loud to spirit. I know they're heard. Um, Mm -hmm. I have conversations with spirit and they will find ways to validate that they've heard me. And Mm -hmm. if they can hear me when I speak from my heart, I know they can hear you. And I would continue to speak with, you know, all your might. I mean, just because you pray and you say, you know, I want resolution to this, it might not resolve in the way that you think. And sometimes we have to let go of expectations of how things will manifest out into the world. But your prayers do matter. And they're hugely important because, I mean, each, each of us, I mean, we're not separate from the creator. Each of us is a creator. And we create our life every day. We create our life with our intentions, with our thoughts, our, our actions. And, you know, every day when you wake up and the decisions you make are, you create your life based upon that. Um, we can create illness. We can create disease. We can create all kinds of things. But we can also create miracles. We can create mass movements of energy within the world and planet itself. And mm-hmm. I think when, when you pray and you pray from your heart and not saying, like, okay, these specific words, but the words that need to come out, the words that you wish to, to empower the world in such a way, they're absolutely heard by people in spirit. They're heard by the source and creator. They're heard by your ancestors. And, he, and when you address spirit, when you're speaking to them, uh, I make sure that's a, a massive part. I always say, you know, my ancestors, creator, my angels, my guides, I, please hear me. And I just speak from my heart. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, I say thank you. And I, in my language, I would say Nogo means all my relations. It's like akin to saying, you know, a man in some way. Um, and those are my words because they come from my heart. And I'm not, I'm not, and I wouldn't want to ins- this, have people think that you have to say my words. And I don't think even Yahshua, like back in the day of the Bible, when he said to you, and they said, Jesus, how do we pray? And he says, well, come here, let me tell you. It's like our Father, you know, who art in heaven. Uh, I don't think he meant to say those words verbatim. I think he was teaching them how to pray in the way that he would. And and that way would be from their heart, from their words, and speaking with their creator as a a divine connection within themselves. And when you can do that and do it like wholeheartedly, um, it's heard massively on the other side. I've been told Mm -hmm. by people in spirit that when you pray what they, they actually see musical notes. 
that they see musical notes like floating up in, through the air from you. It's almost like there's a song being sung from your heart mm-hmm. and spirit can see your song. If you address it to the creator, they may not, he- they know there's music, but they may not hear those words. But if you right. address it to like, you know, your angels, your guides, your ancestors, depends on who you're addressing your prayer to. They will hear the, that music that comes from your heart. And uh, I think it's the most important tool. And I actually have a course called Spirit Talker Tribe uh, where I teach people about developing their intuition and psychic abilities. And it's the first module that I teach in the course because I think it's the most important aspect where you start on your spiritual journey is conversing and speaking with spirit with an open heart. And when you do that, you know, you'll notice things will start shifting in your life or the right person will show up or Oddly, the dime will appear on your dresser in a weird way to say, hey, I heard that. Um, mm-hmm. They do hear you. Um, and I, I've got a story. Um, I'll tell a short one here. But it was my birthday this past year. I'm 49 now. I'm turning 50 this year. I'm going to be an old fart now soon. And uh, <laughs> Welcome to the 50s. <laughs> but it was, you know, I, I spoke to my dad like a long time ago uh, and saying, you know, dad, you know, he hasn't sent me a couple dimes in a, in a little while. And. So I asked him to send me a few dimes just to let me know he's around, but do it in such a way that is unique that I'll know it is you. And this year on my birthday, uh, Michelle, my, my fiance and partner, went to work and I got up and, you know, I even set out a hat for myself the night before. And I said, you know, I'm not going to shower today. I'm just going to chill and <laughs> sit in my pajamas at home and watch TV or watch a movie. Just relax. And uh, Michelle went to work. I get up and where I put my hat on my dresser, when I woke up, there was two dimes sitting in front of my hat. Mm. So I called, I called Michelle and I said, Michelle, did you for any reason leave two dimes? Because I put my hat in the dresser last night and, you know, I said, did you like clear out your purse, put some change there or something? She's like, no. She says, I don't have any money in my wallet, so I don't know where those dimes come from. And I said, okay. And I said, they must be for my dad. It's my birthday today. So after I hung up, I had a conversation with my father. And I spoke to him about how grateful I was that he sent me those dimes, that, that he remembered me on my birthday that day. I mean, he doesn't remember me every year, but for, for whatever reason this year, he heard my request for the two dimes. And I, ha- and I had that conversation with him and thanked him, and I felt him in the room. I could feel him there with me. I could feel that he was hearing the words that I spoke. And just as I was going to walk away, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in my bedroom right now i'll let you listen to what happened i went to walk away and there's like a latch on my dresser that went like this <laughs> there's no wow. one in the house but me no wow. one everybody's gone i'm just here by myself and mm-hmm. i was just going to leave after i had that conversation with my father and then that happened on the dresser and it was very it was a very subtle thing but it's something that was impossible to happen unless somebody had moved it Right. And I knew right. that my dad was there and I knew that he was listening to me. You know, in, in, in this prayer, this conversation that I'm having is with my father. It could be your angels. It could be your guides. I mean, depending on who you're speaking to, if it's the creator, you know, the source of all of creation, you know, something like that could happen. And then, you know, it gives you the willies for a second. It's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm being heard. Yeah. You know, I knew that day my father was there, but what I would tell you about your prayers is, is 
Give them permission to let you know that they've heard you. Mm. Give them permission to let you know that they are around you, that they hear you when you speak to them. Don't mm-hmm. expect it immediately after the conversation, but maybe in a day or two, maybe a few days later, something uniquely will happen to say, I heard you. Mm. And then that shifts your idea and connection to spirit. It shifts you in such a way that you know that your words are, are being heard by spirit that you, you tend to have more conversations with spirit. You start to, you know, you start to have, uh, you know, more prayer in your life. And even with big events going on like Ukraine or the animals and things like that, that you, that you, that you can witness and feel sorrow for. I mean, there's, there's going to be bad things that happen in the world. And we, you know, all we can do is not be one of those bad things, but be, be the light in the darkness uh, of the world itself and be in service in some way. You know, how may I serve to change the way people treat animals? How mm-hmm. may I serve? I mean, my uncle personally, like um, I just found out yesterday, and me and, my wife, me and my wife were talking about this, but with Ukraine, my uncle's taking in a family from Ukraine. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, maybe in a bit of time, um, and we still have one daughter, a stepdaughter living with us here, that maybe, you know, we open up a space for somebody to come. How can I be of service to help the world be better? Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, prayer is one thing, but taking action is also like, you know, when I, when I pray for things, I also just don't, I just don't sit there and hope for the best. I also mm-hmm. create my day. Mm-hmm. I create my life. So how can I create a better world? How can I create more unity for animals or safety for animals. And I, and, and I hear that you're that empathetic person. And, I, and, I, and it means you're a healer, one. It means you have a very good, strong healing heart. And, you know, if I was to ever guide you in something, maybe doing some type of healing work, uh, whether it was Reiki or whatever, would be really in alignment with who your spirit is. And, right. But that's a personal choice. Um, right. But I feel that in you, that you you have that natural healing ability and you could work with spirit and doing healing work on others. Beautiful. That would be wonderful. That would be a wonderful thing. That's a choice you would have to make. That's a choice that you have to say, yes, I'm I'm available for that. Well, I am limited in what I could do physically, but, I mean, the only thing I can do in my life as it is now is I just try to be as kind as I could to people, as helpful as I could to people, um, just not to create any negative things in the world you know um i think that's where you can offer actually right right i'm sorry to cut you both short but we're coming up to the last 10 seconds so um (laughs) thank you so much ann for calling in i hope that was helpful for you and thank you so much sean for for coming on to the show today anybody like to check out sean's website go to sean-leonard.com thank you so much sean this has been such a pleasure well thank you Thank you. Be well. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.